If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Direct from the Broski Nation headquarters in Los Angeles, California, this is the Broski Report with your host, Brittany Broski. Hello and welcome back, you motherfuckers! Broski Nation, it is fucking lockdown. I hate to come out of the gates like this, but guys, can we be serious for one minute? I need everyone at their battle stations. I need people in the situation room. I need people manning the fucking forts. You are not on program. Has anyone seen Andor? Andor, of course, the Star Wars miniseries, not miniseries, the Star Wars TV show, where he goes, on program. And that's how they get all the prisoners to like. <laughs> How they get all the prisoners to fall back in line on program. And they have to step back in their cells because the floor is electrocuted. So if they step on the, the floor and they're not on program, that's what I'm going to do to Broski Nation. If you bitches don't get in line, fall in line, soldier. What I'm about to tell you may come as a shock to some. It is not news to others. If you have been getting the Broski Nation weekly news blasts, you will understand that what I'm about to tell you is fucking dire. This is dire. This is never before seen. This is never imagined. This is literally, I never thought this was going to happen and it happened. Pedro Pascal. We got our sights on Pedro Pascal. We aimed and we shot and we won. Broski Nation, we divided and conquered. I get a lot of comments about... I need to teach a Broski Nation course in manifestation. And let me tell you something really quick. The secret to it, lean in close, is reverse psychology. I talk about these men and women, how much I love them, how much they have deeply impacted my life, and how through some form of sincerity in the content I make and who I am as a person, I don't know how to not be a fan. You know, I don't know. I say this all the time. I don't know how to like something normal. I don't know how to do that. When I like something, I really give it my all (laughs) because I can't help it. And I think that there is some some form of metaphysical wire that has been crossed or somewhere along the line where I love them so much, I don't want to meet them, and then it happens. I really don't know what else to say other than that. Every single time, when I met Harry, I did not want to, okay? The forces that be orchestrated that to happen. When I've met every other person that, like, has been just such an integral part of, like, who I am and what I love, Hosier, it has been, like, I don't, I don't want that. And then inevitably it happens. I don't know what else to say. Also, if you're looking at me from this second camera angle, my hair is so fucking greasy. Please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. I've had a rough 72 hours. If you could smell me right now, onion farm. Fresh onions, chopping onions in the kitchen to put as the base in a stew, perhaps a gumbo. I smell rancid right now. 
I have been like frantically pacing around my house last time. I got home from, okay, okay, fucking relax, calm down. I'll take her from the beginning. Look at my dragon mug. Here's my 2018 Renaissance Festival in uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, what city is it in actually? I don't remember what city. It's in Montgomery County. Uh, Renaissance Festival. Hello, Broski Nation. This past weekend, I was at Sundance Film Festival with Audible. They uh, hit me up, they hit my team up, and they were like, we would love to have Britney be a sort of, you know, quasi-host. Teffy, I think, did it for them last year, and uh, Drew has done a bunch of stuff like this, too, where, you know, they're looking for just a personality to operate on behalf of Audible and to ask some fun questions and just, you know, get people talking about audiobooks and podcasts as they relate to specifically here Sundance because Audible was the sponsor of like the audio sponsor of uh, Sundance. And so let me just sort of, <laughs> I'm going to paint this picture. Okay. So they bring me in. I've never been to Sundance before. Y'all know I'm not really like a film girl. I'm definitely more of a music head. Like I love music and I obsess over that the way that cinephiles act towards movies. The movies I watch, as we know, if they don't have Robert Downey Jr. in them, in some regard, I don't really give a shit. I don't give a fuck unless Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, or any of the Ocean's Eleven cast is in that film at any given moment, okay? It's kind of hard to keep my attention otherwise. Now, we're at Sundance premiering some really incredible, you know, indie films. Some of them are indie films. Some of them have S-tier, A-list talent in them by all-star directors. And some are documentaries. Some are, you know, it, it really uh, depends. Sundance Film Festival is held in Park City, Utah. Okay. Ask me to point to that on a map. Couldn't. It's about an hour north of Salt Lake City. Ask me to point to Salt Lake City on a map. Couldn't. Until about a week ago. Okay. So we're in Park City, Utah. I am a woman of the South. I am a woman of hot weather. I am um, a fatty from Texas, okay? I really don't do well in the heat. I thrive in the cold, okay? We're in Park City. There's about, and I'm not joking, bitch, two, three feet of snow. I have never in my life seen that much snow. I've lived a, a well-rounded life. I've been to a lot of places. I've lived all across the southeastern United States. I've lived in Korea. I've lived in California. This, I literally felt like a child, like experiencing a winter wonderland for the first time. Like every opportunity I could, I was looking out the window. Like my, my forehead and nose were pressed to the glass looking at the snow. It was magical. I don't know how people live in that and are not filled with whimsy and I mean I could imagine probably like going to school and stuff like that it's just fucking annoying and it's dangerous because in Texas we get like black ice on the road you know it's like it doesn't snow it fucking hails and then everything ices and it's just slippery it's not like that powdery Charlie Brown snow so we're in Park City Utah I'm already having like a child like <laughs> uh, experience filled with joy and wonder, okay? My eyes are the size of saucers. I'm just looking around. I'm having a great time. They send us the run of show. And Audible had told me beforehand, you know, like, here is some of the talent we're expecting. Pedrito is premiering a movie called Freaky Tales. And Kieran Culkin and Jesse Eisenberg are premiering a movie. Glenn Powell. Like, all of these people are I'm like, holy shit, Zach Galifianakis, Will Ferrell, whatever. And then Saoirse Ronan, you know, all of these incredibly talented women as well. Jodie Foster. I just, holy shit. They told me all this, you know, like, but kind of, it was this understanding of like, but don't get your hopes up maybe. Because the way that this was structured is on Main Street in Park City, 
it's kind of like a little ski town, like a little ski village. And uh, Main Street is completely blocked off. And it's a bunch of pop-ups like IndieWire, Variety, all these major ma- magazine publications that these actors and directors are stopping to do press at for their movies. And all in the meantime, there's showings of these movies as well at some of the local theaters. There's in the library locally there. So you buy the ticket, you go watch a movie. I didn't get to see any, unfortunately, but that's a different thing. We are in the Audible building, which is connected to the Variety Studio. The Variety Studio is where they were conducting like really in-depth interviews with with the cast, you know, of like, why is it important to tell this story now and tell me about the process and, you know, whatever, all the like basic, if you're interviewing someone about a movie, that sort of thing. With Audible, we had this sort of understanding that we were going to be the preliminary stop before they go into the Variety Studio. And so it was going to be short and sweet. I We had prepared like, a lot of questions for each round of, you know, each movie that was coming through to to promote their project. The publicist would come in and be like, you get one question. And it's like, shit, because some of mine were, you know, part one, A, B, and C, and then part two, D, C, and you know, all that. So it was like, okay, how do you find the perfect question while making it funny and while making, not funny if it calls, you know, for that sort of banter, but I want to, Here's my big thing with interviewing celebrities. Now that I've found myself in this position of, for some reason, these companies trust me to to bring me in. And I know that what they're looking for is a sort of moment online, you know, to, to be clipped and shared online. But for me, it's so much beyond that because, and I take this with kind of everything that I do. If you're having a genuine connection with that person, whether it be a celebrity, whether it be a director, whether it be a fucking lighting technician, if it's a great moment where you're seeing each other as humans and you're asking a really well thought out question, I want to make sure that that person feels respected and like, I'm not wasting their time and that I care because I do, you know, like I, I care a lot because there's so much you can learn from every single person you talk to if you just live life with an open mind. So in these interviews, I was like, we have such a limited amount of time. I can't really ask the questions that I really want, would want to if this were my show, you know, because I was brought here by a company to do a job. I'm on the job. So I want to make them as happy as I can while also, you know, being true to myself. So we would sit down and when the moment called for it, of course, I can't really help it. You know, I would, I would banter with whoever I was talking to. We got, I got some really great moments with and we weren't filming and I'm so fucking mad. Jesse Eisenberg and Kieran Culkin sit down and they're premiering this movie that is about, it's based on a real life experience that Jesse Eisenberg had of a family trip that they took to Poland. And uh, it was for, I think, a funeral or their, his grandma died and, and they had to go to Poland. And it's like a cousin trip, dark comedy. And Kieran and Jesse play cousins in it. And so I sit down and, you know, I had this question of like, what's the balance that you have to strike between telling a personal anecdote and then making it fictitious? You know, like how much are you willing to share? Was this supposed to be a sort of documentary biopic of sorts or was it supposed to be, you know, invented? And Jesse was like, that's actually a great question. Yes. Fuck yes. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And then Kieran was kind of quiet. But before all this, you know, before I started asking the questions, they sit down. And 
I'm just kind of bantering with them, like, no mics, no cameras are on. And it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's just so, it's everything that I want. Here's the thing. Kieran Culkin is not acting in Succession. That is Roman Roy. It is similar to how Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. There's really no distinction. Kieran Culkin is Roman Roy. I know that we all know this, but it was such a, like, holy shit, big fan of you and your dad. (laughs) Big fan of Logan Roy. (laughs) I was... So, like, that is everything I could ever want from an interaction with Kieran Culkin. I am such a fan. I think he's, he is, that's, like, my type of comedy. That's my type of humor, you know, of, like, just witty banter that is just so wickedly quick. It, it, you're struggling to keep up. Those are my favorite type of people. And that is Kieran Culkin. And so he sits down and we're just bantering. And then the cameras turn on and he kind of gets quiet. I was like, damn, I wish we'd been filming because that was just so good. Oh, And not even like to be like, hey, guys, look at this moment. It's like for me to have to be like, holy shit, I talked to Kieran Culkin. Anyway, that was incredible. Uh, uh, and I asked them this question of, you know, how do you tap into the cousin dynamic perfectly? How do you really uh, uh, prepare to be a cousin? <laughs> And, you know, Jesse answered it, whatever, like, seriously. And I go, and it does help that you guys are blood related as well. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, it does help that our parents are brothers. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, so I had some moments like that. I asked Zach Galifianakis, I said, uh, Zach, you play a father in this film. Did you watch a lot of Finding Nemo to kind of prepare for what that role <laughs> entails? And he goes, uh, no, actually, I didn't do that. I just actually became a father to prepare for the role. I became a real life father. <laughs> so funny I asked Glenn Powell I was like Glenn you are uh, a co-writer a producer you star in this film you did hair and makeup you're the caterer you did prosthetics what how did you do it all and he started laughing I was like damn I got these these men these men are wrapped around my finger they want me so bad I saw a comment on the post that I put up on Instagram that was like oh my god they all wanted you so bad I was like it's like swatting away flies it's like swatting away flies guys stop I'm working Guys, seriously, I'm working right now. If you could just like keep the flirty, keep the flirtiness to a bare minimum, okay? To to a skeletal minimum. Anyway, so Pedrito, Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal. I'm gonna hold my Mandalorian Funko Pop while I talk about this. I watched The Mandalorian when it came out, 2020, 2019, 2020. Really enjoyed it. Watched it with my dad. You guys know that like me and my whole family are such Star Wars adults. And I really enjoyed The Mandalorian. It's something that I bonded with my family over. Then, of course, because I'm a fucking weirdo, I took it to a level that is mentally concerning, okay? The Mandalorian fan fiction started. Then I started buying the T-shirts and the hoodies and the, oh, I'm crying suddenly meeting him at Disneyland, okay? It's just like, I again, don't really have it figured out yet how to be normal about things. Uh, Mandalorian Funko Pop in my hand. Now, Funko Pop adult, I'm just now realizing maybe I am one. Hey, that doesn't feel great. I don't feel great about myself. You think I come on this podcast and feel good about myself? No. (laughs) I'm humiliated. Okay? Funko Pop adult. Anyway, Mandalorian. That was my introduction to Pedro Pascal. I have heard of Narcos and all this beforehand. Of course, I was the biggest Game of Thrones fan. I still am. Here's my Iron Throne with me on it. And of course, we banished the Night King back here onto the set. Oberyn Martell Slay, you know? Since learning about him, y'all know that it's become, he's one of those, what's Brooks' system of like tiers of celebrities? He is like one of the top for me. He's entered that level of, I want to be you, I think. 
there's three up there. Pedro, Harry, Robert Downey Jr. I love them so much, I want to be them. I want to embody the qualities that they represent. This episode is sponsored by Tinder. It's time to set the vibe for 2024, team. If you're ready to level up your dating goals this year and attract the right energy, Tinder is the perfect place to start. Let's ditch the superficial vibes and dive into deep conversations that spark something real. It starts with a swipe. Whether you're looking for romantic connections, planning epic escapades, or just expanding your circle, you want to know where to start? Tinder's got cool new features like prompts and quizzes, making it a breeze to give details about yourself and learn more about your potential matches. Tinder makes it easy to be your authentic self right from the get-go. You've got a ton of opportunities to help find exactly what you're looking for on Tinder. This year, let's shake things up on Tinder, because let's face it, other apps can be hard. Tinder is easy. Don't wait around. Go grab your phone and download Tinder now. Explore all the possibilities for yourself. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. I love trying new recipes I'd never think of just roaming around the grocery store on my two little feet. So uh, it's the right portion for me. I'm just cooking for one. It's easy to make and it's yummy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash broski free and use code broski free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash broski free with code broski free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Seeing him in real life, first of all, it was uh, the way that it kind of happened was they all walked in the room. It was the whole cast of this movie. The movie's called Freaky Tales. It's about the director being from the Bay Area, and it, it follows, I think, four different storylines uh, in the late 80s of people who are are from that area and kind of how their lives, I don't know if the, the, their lives intersect or just how different they are. And uh, he's in it, and I got to ask one question about how all the actors breathe life into the characters that they portray. You know, how do you go about picking the perfect character voice and in more ways than one voice? Yes. Physically, you know, what voice are you doing for this character, but also voice in the sort of realm of worldview, you know, their voice in life. I got to ask just that question really quickly and, uh, he answered it and he kind of had a, a funny answer and then they had to leave. And I was like, that's okay. Like, that's okay. I've resigned myself to this, like, I'm here to do a job. I don't need every fucking moment to be like, oh, can I get a picture, can I get a picture? Because that's just a weird environment to do that in. Like, we're all professionals, you know, like, I want to be professional. I don't want to be a fangirl. And I can compose myself. Like, I really can. I really, this past weekend was such a, I impressed myself with how well I can reel it in because I just kept reminding myself I'm being paid to be here and do a job. Like, I'm not going to freak the that that's Bucky Barnes. <laughs> that's actually going to be Sebastian Stan from Pam and Tommy and going to be Bucky Barnes. I'm really not going to freak out about that because I'm normal. I'm normal. And anyone who says otherwise is a fucking liar and a hater. I'm very normal. So Pedro, you know, comes in the room, talks. He looks me in my eye, freak out, fucking freak out. And then uh, they leave. 
and I don't get a chance to introduce myself. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Like, I'm a little disappointed, but it's not about me. Like, this is about, you know, I'm, I'm here with a company. Well, one of the people from Audible, who is a fucking sweetheart, got really close to him over the weekend, comes up to me and he's like, you want a picture with Pedro? And I'm like, I... I don't want to bother him. Like if they're on running out, you know, whatever, no. And he was like, he's just right there. Like he's just lingering. Do you want to? And I was like, okay, if he's not doing anything, okay, fine. And so he grabs my elbow and we go and then he's, and also I'm friends with uh, Pedro and Sebastian Stan and James Franco. Like she, she's the uh, like makeup artist, quote unquote, the groomer for a lot of these, these famous Hollywood men. Her name's Coco Ulrich. And she is just a fucking sweetheart. And I'm, I mean, honestly, this has always been said, but it's so fucking true of women and, and makeup artists and all the people behind the camera are the spine of this industry. The actors are nothing without those people. The actors, the directors, the screenwriters, all of these people are so much, I would argue, more important than the actors themselves because without them, you don't have a production. You don't have a show. You can't do it by yourself. So... I just, I have such, just the most ultimate respect for glam teams and, you know, all the people who get there earlier than the actors and directors and they leave later. It's just a thankless job. And yes, they get paid to do it, but it's just like, so much is required of it. And she was there working on multiple clients. And so she was there with, with Pedro for, for this day. And she comes up to me. Like, I've been following her for a long time. And she came up to me and she was like, Brittany, I'm such a fan. It's Coco. Like, I, went, I was like, holy shit, you're Coco. And so I get a picture with her. And she was like, it's so nice to meet you. Hope to see you soon. I was like, yeah, bitch, you too. Big fan. And then after that, so when I went up to Pedrito, eventually, we're in the hallway. And uh, they're like, Pedro, could, could Brittany get a picture? She just interviewed you. And he's like, yeah, of course. So nice. So lovely. And I go, <laughs> blacked out immediately. Uh, thank God we got a video because that's how I remember it, how I remember this. I said, hola, Pedrito. And he said, hola, que tal? And I was like, I'm a big fan of yours, but uh, I think I'm actually a bigger fan of Coco. Like, Coco's really the best. And he goes, oh, girl, she loves you. She loves you. He said it multiple times. Oh, so y'all have talked about talked about me right right okay 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 perfect yeah yes perfect oh she loves you i said oh okay okay so we start giggling over that and then uh because because i said i'm a big fan bigger fan of coco he was like oh i understand and then we take the picture he has this little pin on his uh uh trench coat that says lead with love this is what i'm fucking talking about dude you're doing press all day you're gonna be on camera all day You've been styled, you know, you've been groomed or whatever. And that it's just like, I'm, obs I really don't have words. I just want to, I love him to goddamn death. Someone comes and like fixes his pen and then we take the picture. He's so, so sweet to do that. He did not have to take a picture with me, but he did. And then afterward, as he's walking away, I was like, oh, and I have to show you this. Cause I've had this, my Mandalorian case to fight case on my phone for probably like a year and a half at this point. And, uh, he goes, what did he say? Again, blacked out. Had to watch the video again. He goes, just you wait. Just you wait. What the fuck are you talking about? 
Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What the fuck are you talking about? Just you wait. Huh? Anyway, that was it. And then he walked away and I said, thank you, Pedro. Muchas gracias, Pedro. Ojalá que tenga un buen día. I was talking to my Spanish tutor, Maddie, afterward, like as I told her about it this morning. And I was like, you know, he's from Chile. He's Chileno. And her boyfriend is, is Chileno. And I was like, I should have gone up to him and been like, hola, que tal, güey? <laughs> I called him a dickhead. What's up, you fucking asshole? Hey, thank God I didn't. Me trying to fucking bum it with Pedro Pascal. Hola, que tal, weón? Can you be serious for a Hey! Anyway, that was the extent of it. He was so, so lovely. I blacked out. I uh, don't really remember all that was said. But, um, yeah. I, lo- I just love him, dude. Oh, Glenn Powell was so nice. Like, he was so nice. And he's so just like, I try. Look, dude, I've seen Top Gun, right? I I saw Top Gun in theaters three times. Don't fucking ask questions you already know the answer to. I saw Top Gun in theaters three times for Miles Teller. I've been a Miles Teller woman since 2011. Don't don't fucking even start, okay? Hangman, Glenn Powell, and Top Gun. Of course, he's like that classically gorgeous... Hollywood starlet, right? Everyone loves just like a cute white man. He's just a cute white man, right? And he looks like like an aviator. He looks like an Air Force serviceman. Played the role great. He is so charming in person. I was like, oh, I'm excited to talk to Glenn Powell. He was the first one of the day. I was like, I hope he's not diva. Because that's the thing with all these celebrities and anyone. It's like, God, I hope they're not a diva. And if they are and it's warranted, period, bitch. Like, if I was meeting Cher or, like, fucking Helen Mirren or Meryl Streep and they were mean to me, I'd be like, that's actually so period. Like, that's so period. That's that's deserved. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like, that, that was probably my fault. Everyone was very lovely. I met Jodie Foster. So lovely. Just so, so nice. Glenn Powell, very nice. I met Agent Coulson. <laughs> Fuck out. Almost called him Agent Colson. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> Colson! Nice you <laughs> nice you to make it. Okay. There were so, so many people. Also, it's just a, a crazy, crazy thing, dude. At events like this, when I am interfacing with people of an industry that everyone loves. You know, everyone loves the entertainment industry. Like it's all anyone talks about. It's the celebrities and movies and this and that. And now to have that be so real and tangible. It honestly has made me more like, I think it's even more silly now. I've always thought this job is silly. This job is goofy and silly and wacky. 
And while it can be very serious, you know, in terms of when you talk about your reach and and the true influence that you hold, above all else, it is silly because what I do and so many people do online is just fucking stupid. It's entertainment. Entertainment is stupid. When I go to events like this and I hear people talking about their projects they're working on, like the, the privilege to be able to make creative projects for a living and have people care and listen and buy it and watch it and, you know, buy into your vision. It's just so silly. It's so made up. And I, it's so fun. And I'm just, I, I pinch myself to think that I'm, I was even <laughs> allowed in a room with these people, first of all. And second of all, that someone trusted me to represent their brand in that way and to carry myself in a way that will deliver a, a product, will deliver a deliverable that, uh, you know, it's just a, a good time. My, my number one thing, like I said, is I want to make these celebrities feel comfortable. That's kind of the mission with Royal Court, with everything like this that I do. And I did the Barbie premiere. It's just like, I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of an interview where this person doesn't know who the fuck you are, or they didn't care enough to look up, you know, what you've been a part of or what you do. Or, and I'm not saying that what I do is anything to be noteworthy, but like, you know, people spend a lot of time and money developing these creative projects. The least you can do is just kind of be informed. I hope I did a good job and I'm watching back the clips and, you know, it's, it's such a, it felt like such a minor thing when you talk about, you know, People Magazine or Variety or any of these really major publications that are actually getting to talk to them about what I want to talk to them about, you know, of like the kind of more serious parts of the craft and creatively what, you know, kind of the energy I put into my interview with Hosier. I wish I could give that to every single celebrity I talk to because I think that a lot of these Hollywood, <gasps> these Hollywood press outlets just don't ask the right questions. Y'all have been asking the same fucking questions for the last 38 years in Hollywood. How does it feel to be at the tonight? What do you wear? No one fucking cares. Ask them a question that no one's asked them before that is actually introspective and actually is something they want to answer. That is the number one thing for me. So with the guidelines I was given, I hope that I was able to do um, something similar. So that was my Sundance recap. Zach Galifianakis, hilarious. Saoirse Ronan, I'd die for her any day. Speaking of Irish people. <laughs> Speaking of the Irish, if you will. Okay, I'm going to scream a lot in the next 10 minutes. So just, I'm preparing you. I'm going to try to lean away from the microphone. So just, you've been warned. <laughs> if any of you remember, this might have been a TikTok exclusive thing, or maybe I did talk about it on this podcast. I don't remember. There is. <laughs> Shut up. There is an internet creator by the name of Cavern Kingston. Cavern Kingston is an alias that this person uses. It's a completely made up name. I don't remember his real name at this moment in time, of course. It has slipped my mind. He used to be a Disney adult YouTuber, okay? Made really cute content, like with his then girlfriend, they would like, and he's British, so I guess he would fly to fucking Orlando once a month. I don't really know what the budget was looking like production wise for him at this time. I don't really know. However, he was going to Disney multiple times a year. 
And they would vlog it. And of course, yeah, it's fucking adorable. Everything I could ever want in life, okay? I think they broke up at some point in time, maybe like five, six years ago. He now goes ahead and lives in a van, I'm pretty positive of. And I discovered him because on TikTok, he would make these videos associated with book talk. They would have him read, you know, like a line or some Akatar stuff. Like they would have him <laughs> read some lines as Resand from Akatar. And uh, he's got this beautiful deep voice that's just, it's going to make me squeeze my legs together, okay? <laughs> it's going to make me squeeze my legs together, okay? Oh. And he's very cute. Just, you know, like average white guy. Just really cute white guy, really tall, uh, lives in a van. I'm not sure if he is still living in a van at this time. I don't know if the production budget went to the Disney trips and now lives in a van. I think he lives in an apartment now. But he would, like, document his van life and how freeing it was. And he would – he had a podcast called Cavern Cast, which I think he still does. I don't know. This lore runs deep. I hope y'all are sticking with me. <laughs> it's getting somewhere, I promise. He had a podcast called Cavern Cast. That was posted on Spotify, on YouTube, and he started posting videos on YouTube. And now I'm like, okay, now we're cooking with peanut oil because I thought he was so cute. And I was like, I need to, I need to see more of this young gentleman. Show me, see, mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Show me him. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Show me this guy's balls, please. <laughs> hey, Siri, show me these guy's balls. Anyway, he starts posting YouTube videos. He's doing like Edgar Allan Poe poetry readings. He's doing ASMR poetry. And then it starts evolving into this, like other than reading poems and reacting to them or whatever, he's picking three or four just random topics off of a word generator and he's talking about them. And I'm actually not going to share that. <laughs> about to say because I used to listen to this podcast and be delusional okay so <laughs> I was a big fan of Cavern at Kingston and then I kind of forgot about him like I think he stopped posting or he like took a break and I was I just forgot about him and uh he recently has started posting again on TikTok and so of course he has come back across my desk okay the paperwork has been thrown across my desk and I'm like ah shit ah let me catch up on the fucking so I've been Back in the Cavern Kingston of it all. I recently, okay, put a pin in that. Let me, let me, let me go to the tandem. <laughs> the section, that was 1A, this is 1B. Okay. I get a TikTok! I get a TikTok on my For You page that is an Irishman doing. <laughs> I get a TikTok on my For You page. That is an Irishman, couldn't tell you his name, couldn't tell you what part of Ireland. He's going to be reading some smut on, on the Christian app that is known as Quinn, okay? Now, if no one knows Quinn, let me go ahead and enlighten you. Quinn is going to be um, an audio erotica app similar to, of course, oh my god, I forgot to tell you, I used to subscribe to Cavern's Patreon. <laughs> This is really, this is the most soul-bearing thing that anyone could ever really like. 
I mean, there's going to be comments like, you couldn't waterboard this out of me. Hey, I'll give it up for free. I'll just go ahead and offer it up for free. I used to subscribe to Cavern's Patreon because he would re read spicy audios, okay? And Curiosity got the better of me. I paid for it. And then I canceled it. On Quinn, I watched this TikTok and I'm like, <laughs> bought and sold. Hook, line, and sinker. You fucking got me. Quinn claims another victim and it's fucking me, dude. I go to the app store. Okay, I'm type Q-U-I-N-N. I go ahead and hit download. I'm sitting there waiting for it. Okay, it pops up on my iPhone. I click on it. Imagine my utter shock and horror at seeing Cavern Kingston on the homepage for Quinn. For Quinn.gov. Quinn.edu. Cavern Kingston. Number one most recommended audio entertainer on this Christian app. I click on it. Of course. Why? Guys, hold on. Why? Are you mad? I click on it because that's my man. I think I convinced myself I was dating him for like a month at one point in 2022. Okay. I click on it. It is. And like, whatever. It's a guided masturbation. What the fuck are you not? How did we go from Edgar Allan Poe ASMR poetry reading on YouTube.gov to guided masturbation, Cavern Kingston, Quinn.com? Of course, I paid $4.99 a month for it. <laughs> okay. How did we get there? I click on it. You think I'm strong enough to not click on it? I clicked on it. I'm listening to it. I immediately, I had to call Brooke. I had to move forward with calling Lady Efron and telling her about what I had discovered, okay? I would recommend you go ahead and give it a listen to for yourself because the thoughts I have, I don't know if I could publish to YouTube.com. Go listen to it. Now, that is separate. I got about halfway through it and I was kind of into it and then I was like, I know too much about him to finish this. Cavern, big fan. Cavern Kings and I know y'all are going to fucking clip this and send it to him. Big, big fan. I think I was supposed to go on his podcast. He like reached out to me. Well, I reached out to him, of course, because I want him. <laughs> I did go ahead and reach out to him because I want him. Y'all act like this is new fucking territory that we're in. Okay. I was supposed to go on, on Cavern cast. Didn't. Okay. Whatever. That is, let's put a pin in that for a second. I exit out of this media. Okay, I think I've had enough of this media. I go ahead and go into the Irishman I was looking for the whole reason. The audio episode that I'm referring to that I saw on TikTok literally dropped my jaw and went to rush to download Quinn. It's called, <laughs> it's called Irish Hospitality by the Devil of Dublin. I need to like take a fucking breath. Like I'm actually going to start tearing up. Like I'm, I'm so overcome with emotion in this moment. I might need to go run out and stand outside. Like I need like a cool gust of wind down my back. This audio, you thought Badger was one thing. You thought, oh, oh, you thought with Badger we were rocking with it. Oh, no, 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 no. Badger's doing like British boyfriend, ghost, Koenig, German accent, Austrian accent, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm into it, dude. Like, and it gets rough and dirty, okay? This, this audio had me like verbally out loud during listening to it. I said, oh my God. 
my God. I did not realize that what does it for me is an Irish accent. Anything I have ever said on this app, on this platform, on this creative medium about an Irish accent, I did not have Ireland up here on this map for the longest time. I take it all back. I rescind it. Your Honor, I would like to rescind my statement. Please let the record reflect that I'm rescinding my statement. The Irish accent did... The Irish accent did more for me than my government ever has. The Irish accent in The Devil of Dublin, Irish Hospitality on Quinn.com. I'm like, like, I need to go stand outside. Like, I'm, I need to go to the bathroom. Like, holy shit. Whoever the fuck that voice actor is, it's over. It's over. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. If you are anything like me, you love to do the little thing where you subscribe to something that you are never, ever going to use or think about ever again after you use it one time. I'm the queen of this, and thanks to Rocket Money, I have something to help me track when I do this and cancel them before I end up paying for them for 13 years. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of 720 bucks a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash broski report. That's rocketmoney.com slash broski report. Rocketmoney.com slash broski report. The devil of Dublin. A dark Irish mafia romance. It's a book! It's a book! Devil of Dublin, Quinn. Is this the same thing? Actor, Dublin, Ireland, speak the devil and he shall appear. The room? Okay, should I read the description? Will it let me? Yeah, bro, I already fucking subscribed. Okay, here it is. Wait, no, I can't read this out loud. <laughs> Holy shit. The room you rented has a problem. That's the description. And then it's got a bunch of tags about what it is. So I would, this is actually going to be NSFW 18 and up. If you are a woman of the Lord, go ahead and, you know, I would click off. If you're a woman of the Lord who values um, chastity, piety, virginity, uh, purity, I would go ahead and click off of quinn.edu. That is not going to be for you, okay? Now, I'm rocking with this. After this, I had, I laid in, in, of course, my room in the cold darkness, and I had to come to Jesus with myself about, you ever have to do that? I was like, what are you? I find some stuff out about myself where I'm like, Jesus Christ, what, what are you? I thought I knew you. Things are being revealed every day. I'm in the video game of my life and things are being revealed to me that I just had no clue about, okay? Character arcs unbeheard of. Beheard? I need a man with a beard 
so bad that I'm starting to develop an ulcer. I need a man with a beard so bad that my stomach is forming acid that is eating away at itself. It is a hernia. It is an ulcer. It is something so horrible growing in my stomach. Uh, The yearning has manifested physically. The yearning, I thought I had it under control. I don't. The pining, the yearning, it's now physically in my body. I cannot rid myself of it. I thought it was kind of stuck up here in the pink matter of the brain. Wrong. It's in my stomach. I wake up every morning and I say, oh, oh, I need a man with a beard so bad. I double over in pain. I see a man with a beard on the street. and I go, oh my God. I clutch my stomach in my mouth. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. I need a man with a beard. Imagine if Ninja got a low tape of fade. <laughs> I didn't know the beard and a low tape of fade. Imagine if Ninja got a low tape of fade. And then he did. And then Ninja got a low tape of fade. And now the bit's over. Play that video. Play the, play the video I'm talking about. Imagine if Ninja got a low tape of fade. Anyway. Get into Quinn. This app, that was the first sound. Those two, Caverns and The Devil of Dublin, were the first two I listened to. And I literally had to throw my cell phone across the room and go look in the mirror and be like, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. Unless the young gentleman that I'm expressing interest in is Irish, I'm I'm not interested. Truly, like my my physical chemistry has changed. I don't know what's wrong with me. What am I becoming? Oh my god, I need an Irishman so bad. I know we had a change of plans. I met Pedrito. I thought I was gonna, you know, like my life is here with him. No, my life is in Ireland. We're doing a Broski Nation international tour. I'm the headquarters have moved from. Dallas to Los Angeles to temporarily they were in uh, Toronto and Madrid, Spain. No, girl, they're in Dublin. I got to start familiarizing myself with this. Yeah, Dublin, I'm moving to Dublin. Because that's what, that's probably a short train ride. I wonder what Irish trains are like. <laughs> I wonder what Irish trains are like. What's like a famous Irish food other than potatoes? Famous. Irish food. Oh, shit. This is going to become my new thing. Coddle, cottage pie, seafood chowder. Irish soda bread. I'm gluten-free now. I can't. Bacon and cabbage. Fucking with that. Ulster fry. This seems very, very British. What's the national dish of Ireland? Irish stew. An easy and flexible meal that's commonly considered the national dish of Ireland. An Irish-American and co- Amy Lawless. Okay, well, I don't want someone from America. Generally made with mutton, onions, carrots, celery, and potatoes. Mutton is crazy. How to make Irish stew. Hosier, I'm going to figure this out for us. <laughs> Andrew, don't you worry. I'm going to be making this Irish beef stew. I will try my damn hardest, girl. I don't know what else to do. I can't suffer. Th- oh, my God. Oh, my days. I can't marry an Irishman. The food's going to be so fucking bad. It's gonna be so fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't do it. Oh my god! Oh my mouth is watering thinking about it. I'm gonna fucking vomit. 
I'm going to be sick on the fucking floor. <laughs> Carrots, potatoes, celery, turnips, Swedes. Y'all put Swedish people in your stew. Parsnips, leek, kale, and cabbage. Sounds delicious, honestly. I wonder, the more Southern you get in Europe, they start incorporating noodles. <laughs> Like, a lot of these stews and stuff would be, like, at what point, how far south you got to get before there's, like, uh, penne in it, you know? Or, like, bow tie pasta. Is bow tie pasta an American thing? Bow tie pasta, where is it? <laughs> Northern Italy. Oh. Farfalle. In the Italian region of Emilia-Romagna, farfalle are known as stricetti. Stricchetti, a local word for bow ties. A larger variation of farfal is known as farfaloni, while the miniature version is called farfalini. <laughs> farfal! Date back to the 16th century in the Lombardy and Emilia Romana regions of northern Italy. Now that is interesting. Oh my god, did y'all ever watch that Stanley Tucci uh, Italian documentary I told you to watch? If you haven't, pause this right fucking now and go watch it. Stanley Tucci. Italy, searching for Italy. Oh, my sweet Lord. I love this man more than I love most things in this lifetime. Oh, wow. Oh my God. I'm going to rewatch this tonight. I love him. Did he do a season two? Oh my God. It is now streaming on Max, Max Amazon channel, Discovery Plus, Amazon channel, DirecTV Discovery Plus. That is T. Yeah. Stanley Tucci uh, would die for him any day of the week. Just ask me. Where's pasta mostly eaten? Italy. Okay, they're not the only country that eats Italy. A lot of, or you know what? What am I thinking of where it's that sort of rice that looks like a noodle? Vermicelli? Or no, that's a noodle. It's a type of pasta. What the fuck am I thinking of? Rice that looks like pasta. Orzo. Y'all ever had orzo? Vermicelli rice. I'm so smart. Vermicelli rice, also known as Lebanese rice. See, that's what I'm talking about. This, like, this sort of area, if you're not watching, I'm pointing to sort of, like, the Middle East, sort of, like, Mediterranean area. That's, like, they start to incorporate, I guess, rice and pasta. But, like, in France, there's not really a lot of noodle-based dishes. In Germany and all that, not really noodle-based. It's very meat and potatoes-based. I mean, I know that it's based on what grows there and what they cultivated to become part of the cultural cuisine, but maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Vermicelli rice, also known as Lebanese rice or rousmacharia. Vermicelli rice is a type of rice pilaf that is made with basmati rice and toasted vermicelli noodles and seasoned with salt. It's mostly used in soups. Yeah, and rice isn't really eaten in like the north and west of Europe, the northwest of Europe, but it is in the southern, in Spain and Portugal and all those sort of uh, cultures. very It's very, very heavily ingrained. Now, see, I could actually go on a rabbit hole of this. And you know what I talked about last week? I wanted to go over the seven deadly sins. Maybe I'll do that on the next episode. Yeah, I'll do that on the next episode because that, let me pop an edible and then we'll talk about the seven deadly sins because that is something that I could imagine myself caring about way more than I probably should. Okay. What is the national dish of Germany? Sauerbraten. Ooh, sauerbraten, pronounced. What the fuck are you, am I supposed to do with that? Why would they put the pronunciation in like, uh, that looks like Russian. Sauerbraten is a traditional 
German roast of heavily marinated meat. That actually looks fucking delicious. I'm actually not going to lie to you. It is regarded as a national dish of Germany and is frequently served in German-style restaurants internationally. The thing that they serve the most, especially, I mean, and I'm speaking from experience here, when I've been to little German towns in Texas, because they were settled by German immigrants, like New Braunfels or uh, uh, <laughs> Schlitterbahn. <laughs> or Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg, actually. Fredericksburg was the second German town in Texas founded by the Adelsveden, better known as the Society for the Protection of German Immigrants. What's the most German town in Texas? Fredericksburg, period. Also New Braunfels. Why did Germans settle in Fredericksburg? The emigration was in part the liberal, educated Germans fleeing the social, political, and economic conditions that later resulted in the Re Revolution of 1848. Damn. I didn't know this. The most I know about German immigration, and I say immigration, because there's a difference. Immigration with an E is the act of leaving one's own country to settle permanently in another. And immigration with an I, is the act of coming to live permanently for... Okay, what the fuck? Immigration versus immigration definition. Immigrate means to leave one's country to live in another. Immigrate is to come into another country to live permanently. So I guess one implies that you won't be there forever. So immigrate to and immigrate from, I guess is the distinction there. Uh, yeah, where you where you're coming from versus where you're going to. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Linguistic sidetrack. Oh, I just opened up the Devil of Dublin thing again. Now I'm going to be thinking about it for the rest of the episode. Shit. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, Fredericksburg and New Braunfels. Yeah, those are like really German towns in Texas and they have really fantastic German food there. And, uh, what I always get is schnitzel. Schnitzel's so fucking good. They serve it with like those really good garlic mashed potatoes and yeah, schnitzel. A schnitzel, colloquially known in Australian English, hey, didn't ask, is a schnitty? Not a schnitty. <laughs> yeah, we get some schnitties. There's this guy on TikTok that I'm literally in love with and I don't know his name. It's two Australian best friends. Let me pull it up. Olive Stin is his name. I'll put it up here. Olive Stin. They're just Australian. Austin and Oliver. That's their names. They're both absolutely gorgeous. And I think about them all the time. I don't know if you'll follow them. Um, they came across my For You page. They're not particularly funny in any sort of sense. Uh, they're just very beautiful to look at. So that's kind of all. Schnitzel, uh, also known as a schnitty. The meat is usually thinned by pounding with a meat tenderizer. And most commonly, the meat is breaded before frying. Breaded schnitzel is popular in many countries and is made using veal, pork, chicken, mutton, beef, or turkey. So I usually get uh, chicken schnitzel or veal. Veal's delicious as well. And they do it with lemon on top. Oh, it's so good. And especially in those little towns like Fredericksburg and New Braunfels. Very, very delicious. And you can float. Me and Bestie Tato float the river in New Braunfels and Fredericksburg. I think it runs through both. Okay, to wrap up, I would like to give you my songs of the week. Now... Fair warning. All of them are by Noah Khan. Every single last one is by Noah Khan. I am late to the Noah Khan train. I am sorry about that. Northern Attitude came out when Hosier jumped on and I was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll fucking give this guy a shot. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've always heard you're either a Hosier 
girl, a Mumford girl, or a Noah Kahn girl. If you're talking about the like, you know, I guess trinity of indie folk. I am a hosier girl, always will be first and foremost. I am utterly and irrevocably obsessed, you know, hook, line, and sinker bought and sold into Hosier's discography. It has affected me in so many ways. Him as a person has affected me in, in so many ways. And I just, you know, the worldview he has to share. I've literally spoken about this ad nauseum. I will not continue for the sake of y'all's listening ears. Now, to have the discography that Noah Khan already does, the collabs that he already does, and I know he's been doing this for a while and, and just last year, or maybe 2022, he really found success with Stick Season. I finally took the opportunity to dive more headfirst into his discography. Holy shit, by the way. Also incredible collabs that he's managed to, to strike thus far with Hosier, Sam Fender, Mumford & Sons, Zach Bryan, Casey Musgraves, all these incredibly talented, uh, uh, well-established people that to land a collab and have the collabs be good, crazy. And again, I'm new. I'm new to being uh, a, a Noah Khan head, okay? To being a, a conquer. <laughs> I'm a new conquer. Okay. Paul Revere by Noah Khan. Love that song. Love that song. Your needs, my needs. Holy shit! I saw this for the first time, a, a live uh, a thing. It was recommended to me on YouTube. And I pulled it up and I was like, let me... Let me give this Noah guy a chance. I pulled it up and he does the crazy guys on stage. I'm, I'm, you caught me. Yep. Yep. I'm sucked in. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. I'm here. I'm here with you. I love a man who can, and he is so fucking funny. That's more important. You can be an ass musician. If you're charming and you're funny, that's all. You got me. I, I bought a ticket. I'll be at the show. I'll be at the show singing every word. If you are funny, the way that, but like usually the way that life works out, because sometimes life can be fair. Usually it's unfair. Sometimes it's fair. If you are wickedly intelligent and witty and, you know, quick on your feet, more often than not, you are very creatively inclined. You are very creatively, uh, uh, all cylinders are firing, you know, and some of them, I think the curse of creativity and the curse of having that intelligence sort of weigh down on you, the, the burden of knowledge is uh, uh, depression. A lot of really famous creatives, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast too, have been clinically severely depressed. And I think it's the weight of knowing, you know, ignorance is bliss. And I, I truly, truly believe that. So a lot of artists are tortured, you know, tortured artists, the, the sort of tortured creative archetype. To be that smart, to be that witty, to have so much awareness, I don't know how you can not let that impact your art or impact your your sort of uh, well of inspiration. Obviously, a lot of his music is very sad. It's about I saw this tweet that was about it said like Noah Khan's music be like, I'm sorry, I'm a narcissistic asshole with a substance abuse problem. It was cold in Vermont, <laughs> something like that. Sorry, it was cold where I grew up funny made me laugh anyway it, it is that it, it kind of hit it on the nose of like being so hyper aware of your problems and and understanding that there is a reason why relationships fail or you know maybe you played a part or maybe you weren't willing to admit that you weren't right for each other or whatever and and uh 
incorporating the beautiful Mumford of it all, you know, with like the, the crazy banjo and, oh my God, he's a great singer. Like he's got a really great voice. Big fan. Your needs, my needs. I watched that video of him performing it live and I was like, oh yeah, where have I been? Okay, I'm here now. That's what really matters. Would love to have no on Royal Court. Holy shit. Dream guest. Okay. Orange Juice. Orange Juice, great song. All My Love. You got all my love. Oh my love. Obsessed with it. So good. Love his song with Casey as well. And the Northern Attitude, of course. The Northern Attitude original song, fantastic. Really great. The remix with Hosier, freak the fuck out, peed in my pants. Piss dribbled down my leg to the floor, got in my high top converse, okay? Oh, I'm squishing, I'm squelching around. Oh shit, there's piss in my, you know? So good. The part halfway through when the the bass, and Hosier does his, it's over. Shut it down, kill it. Pull the plug, it's over. I listened to that song on repeat for a week straight. And I just recently rediscovered it after like uh, two months. Now it's on repeat again. Go listen to all those. Tell me what you think about Noah Khan and Burski Nation. Are we going as a team to go see him live? Let me know. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please rate this five stars. Please, guys. I'm really just seriously, seriously. Rate it five stars wherever you listen to it. Broski Nation. Broski Report merch is now available on broski.shop. Go give that a listen. Again, don't look at my greasy roots. If you've been looking at my roots this whole time, you're a misogynist. And go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, and if you're not, head on over to YouTube, guys. Subscribe to the Broski Report YouTube channel. I think we just hit 500K. That's crazy. And subscribe to my normal YouTube channel, Brittany Broski, if you're not. I do a new video every week. New episode of Royal Court every month. And of course, new episode of Broski Report every week as well. I am booked and busy living, loving, laughing. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching. Trying to think if I have uh, any other any other plugs to do. No, I'm going to actually spend the rest of the night on Quinn. So if you have any questions for me, I will have Do Not Disturb on. So please leave me alone. Okay. Love you guys. And thank you for letting me do this job. And now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>